I wish I had a water, but too bad. Here we go. Welcome to Book Talk Etc., a podcast bound to grow your TBR. I'm Tina. And I'm Renee. And this is a conversational podcast about books and more from two Midwest mood readers who are easily distracted by new releases. And this week, we're sharing our October Books on the Radar. If you enjoy listening, we'd love for you to follow us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you have a minute, please consider leaving us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or sharing us on social media. All of this truly helps other book lovers find us. Hey, Tina. Hi, Renee. How are We're you? We're back. I'm so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's been one week since we, like, well, I guess two no, weeks it's since been we two recorded. Weeks, yeah. Okay. Two weeks since we recorded. Mm-hmm. One week since I had the baby. We're yes. fine, man. We're surviving. We're good. Everything is good. I'm can't complain really, which I'll complain. I can complain <laughs> if I want to, but I don't, I don't have anything to complain about. So hey, once we got out of the hospital, mm-hmm. we're good. That's best case scenario after yeah. having a after baby my, and a newborn. The drama of mm-hmm. the delivery, but we, we were both on the other side. Lily's doing great. John too. So we're all happy. That Yay. is great news. <laughs> great news. Yeah. Great news. Yes. And here we are back ready to talk books. Oh my God. I'm so happy to not be pregnant. I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm just sitting here like a regular person. I'm not like laboring to breathe into the microphone. (laughs) So I'm really, really delighted. If anyone's pregnant right now, it does get better almost immediately. Not a hundred percent, but truly almost right away. I'm like, huh, okay. I feel pretty good. So that is awesome. it, it, It heals. Yes. All right. Well, what do you want to talk about today? I don't know. I don't know. What do we do next? Yeah. (laughs) We got to, do we have to remember how to get back in the flow? I know. I am very excited, actually. I spent an inordinate amount of time picking my books today. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, Well, I was wondering. I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because there were too many options, not enough, or just being particular? I think I was being extra picky. Okay. And it turns out my past self has already brought some of my right real like most not most anticipated but ones I was very excited about yeah. for shelf editions already and I was right. and so I asked like I'm going to be more aware of that moving forward although I'm glad you know I bring shelf editions because I'm excited about them but I had to kind of really dig a little deeper today but yeah. I didn't mind I didn't mind now I'm, I'm nervous really I'm really excited about my picks. Okay. Well, now I'm nervous because I did not cross-reference our show notes to see if these were our shelf editions. I can almost guarantee at least one of these you already brought. So stop me if you've heard this before. I have backups because I didn't trust myself. But you know what? I'm bringing six just for, for oh, the record. Okay. And then, yeah, you can interrupt me. All right. I do have a loving lately that I have been waiting to share with you all. And I'm all right. Here we go. I'll just jump right in. This is a half recommendation because I have been working on this freaking loving lately. It's a podcast. Since the podcast came out, I think in July, maybe end of June, I have been waiting. And I'm like, okay, I want to finish it so I can give a full-throated recommendation. But I am at the point now where I just need to talk about it with somebody. The podcast is Believable, the Coco Birthman story and... 
It is still, I, I was waiting for it to end, but honestly, I don't know how many episodes we're going to get so far. It's been, it's been on four months and I think there's 11 episodes. So I'm like, let me bring this to the show and you all can listen with me if you want. I was trying to find something to fill that Scamanda-sized void in my heart. I don't think this does it. I do think this is entertaining and I should say very interesting and much darker even than Scamanda, if you can believe it. So what it's about is this girl, this woman named Coco Berthman, who became internet famous by sharing her story of surviving sex trafficking as a young child growing up in Germany. And she came to the United States kind of as a refugee type situation and was supported by families in Utah, where she became very involved in her faith and fame and telling her story and became this advocate for sex trafficking. Sounds you know, okay. Mm -hmm. But then in 2022, Coco was arrested for raising money for a fake cancer diagnosis. And when that happened, right, that's the crazy Amanda of it all. When that happened, people began to doubt everything she'd ever said. And this is produced by Dear Media. It's their first true crime podcast. And Sarah Gainham is the person that is the journalist that's doing most of the talking. I'm sure, I know she has people helping her, but they start investigating. And Coco was not, she was famous, but I'm saying that very loosely. Like she was on some really big podcasts. I think she had a lot of fame in her sphere. But in terms of like the wider audience, I don't think very many people knew her. But they started investigating and they started finding inconsistencies to the point where they went to Germany to interview some people she'd been talking to. They interviewed her mom. So it just gets very muddy, murky, strange. And I am just hoping that they land the plane. Because right now I'm still, I think I'm nine episodes in, 10 maybe. I'm still like, what's true and what's not? Where is this going? Because I don't know right now. It feels gross questioning her past, but also it feels like there's valid reason to do so. It feels like she is making most of this up or some of it up or a portion of it up. So it's just frustrating couple caveats. It does get a little political by the nature of the content of the podcast. It doesn't bother me. I don't think the journalist is super biased, but I want to make note of that if, you know, you don't want to, I mean, you can hear in the synopsis what some of the topics it covers. So avoid it if that is not something you want to listen about. I think they do a good job with being very delicate with it. And the thing that annoyed me the most, but now I understand, is how many times they say, or the uh, the podcaster says, and this is going to be an AI-generated voice of Coco. This is an AI-generated oh, voice. Oh, boy. <laughs> this, I mean, she says it multiple times. And then finally, in a more recent episode, they were getting hammered in the reviews. And she said, guys, I have to say that per legal. Like, you have to know that this is not a real person speaking. I was like, that's oh. really, I'm like, fast. you know, I'm fascinated with like AI and what's to come. But I guess anyway, it's not, it's a very small quibble, but I'm like, she literally says it like three times an episode. And now we know why they have to say it in conjunction with using AI. Anyway, if you're looking for a new podcast to uncover, I think this could be a good one. I'm not sure what to think. I I don't know what to think. And that's why I want to bring you all into it. Because I'm like, what am I reading or what am I listening to? I should say, what's going on? I don't know. Come feel weird with me. And that was <laughs> <laughs> believable. The Coco Berthman story. It's a podcast. Interesting. Is the podcast ongoing in real time? Meaning, could you possibly Google, but you, you're just avoiding Googling and find out what has happened or not? I don't think so. Okay. Honestly, 
I'm going to Google right now. Coco Birthman. What happened to her? Well, that's going to spoil yeah. your podcast. Oh, I don't care. Then. At this point, spoil <laughs> it. I want to know. <laughs> Live investigation. I might have. Hold on one second. I think I might have spoiled it for you all, though. Never mind. Nope. It's in the synopsis. So, Because I, okay. I don't know on the show. I didn't read the synopsis, really. I've got this recommendation from someone on TikTok. So I, and I just thought, oh, scammer podcast, cool. What's you know? And then I, you know, I didn't read it, but yeah. So that was the kickoff point was that she got caught raising money for fake cancer. Okay. Um, I thought that was the, like, a, the big reveal. But no, I don't know what's going on. I really don't know what's going on. So yeah, it's it's okay. certainly. I, I'm sure I could deep dive and go into red and all of that, but right now I'm just waiting for the podcast to tell me what I need to know. Okay, fun. You're you're on the cutting edge of podcasts because I hadn't heard of Scamanda and I've never heard of this either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was hoping for another, like, I mean, that one took the world by storm. That was a, quite the story. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, uh, my loving lately couldn't be more different. Um, All right. <laughs> but this is a, I'm, I'm bringing a combo app book, Loving Lately. So let me tell you more about that. The app is called Human Design with Jenna Zoe. And this is a personality profile app. Now, you can Google. She also has a website, myhumandesign.com. And what this personality profile does is it looks at charting how your energy flows, your specific type of intuition, how you manifest, how you show up in relationships. I know, Tina, this is me. It's totally me. Um, I'm making faces. I, I can't tell you how much I love this. Okay, so it gives you information on all of those things. And listen, the tagline on her website and turns out on her book too, which I bought, is the universe has a plan for you and human design is here to help you find it. Now, you can get your chart for free on the website or the app. What you have to put in for your chart is your birth name, your birth date and time, including the hour and minute you were born the city, state, country for your time so that your time zone is put in appropriately. That's all you have to put in. And once you do, you will get your basic chart information. Now, of course, if you want to really dive deep into what she is giving you, the app has a $5.99 fee. Um, you can cancel that. Like you get a whole month of access to the app then, and then you can cancel it. I bought the book, which is available in paperback. And the book is called Human Design by Jenna Zoe. Now, based on what I found out and from my chart information, that all of the explanation for each part of my chart information is in the book. And I prefer that versus... Oh, nice. Um, I may get, I may try the app out for a month, but I really like the book. Now, there's five different energy types. Uh, I am a manifesting generator. That, that means nothing to I know, but based on that, I am I'm kind of picking and choosing what I, what parts I'm looking at in the book. It goes really into specific depth about other parts of your chart, and I'm finding different aspects of it really interesting. So far from what I have read about myself, it's it's accurate. And so I like I like some of the suggestions I'm finding on well, this is how you tend to react to things. This is how you take information in. 
Therefore, this is what you need to be aware of, which I I like learning that stuff. I think this is fun. I think it's interesting. I think it can be, I think it can go really well with the Enneagram and other personality types as just a way to find out a little bit more about yourself. The app is Human Design with Jenna Zoe, and the book is Human Design with Jenna Zoe by Jenna Zoe. Mm-hmm. There you go. These are very on brand loving lately for us, I feel. Like I'm like into this, like I want to know a scam story and you want to know about your want, chart personality. I want to know, yeah, I want to know your what soul. plan the universe has for the me. Universe. What is That's my energy? I, I mean, I think I, yeah, I, I, anytime I do something like this, whether it's the Enneagram or it, I, I learn a little bit more. Yeah. And that's what it's about. You don't have to take the whole thing and be like, oh, this is this is everything well, about no. me. Yeah, you know, you, exactly. You take things that make sense. So, mm-hmm. Oh, here's the other interesting thing. You can also put in like family member, if you know, like if you know John's, all of that information, you can put that in and find out a little bit more about John. Here's the thing though. I literally just had a baby last week and I don't know what minute she was born. I have no idea. How do you know that? Do you know that? Well, it's on, yeah, it's on my birth certificate. Oh. And um, now here's the interesting thing, though. It's not on either one of my boys' birth certificates. I yeah. just, I just remember. You just know? I remember. I couldn't tell you. I don't know what time she was born. It was it, a lot going on. I'll I, have to look it up. 318? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think it's okay if you're in. Close. Like, what time? Okay. So she's born. Let's say she was born at. I think like 318 a.m. Okay. Well, there you go. That's all you really need. If okay. it was, if it was technic, if it was really three twenty, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, minute. Like oh, you do have I'm to a put moron. it in. Oh my god, I'm a dumb dumb. What I were was you thinking? thinking. Did you say second? No, not second. Minute. Oh my god, hour I and minute. You, I'm picturing literally three eighteen forty five. I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> How do you know? How do you know? Anyway, I don't think she, I don't think three eighteen is right. Anyway, I digress. I feel much better now that I having having asked the question because I'm sitting here thinking, how do you not? How do you know exactly the minute or the second that this <laughs> child was born? <sighs> okay. Save me. Okay. Well, <laughs> moving on. Thank you. Uh huh. <laughs> oh gosh. Let me tell you about my latest read. And it's been all... F- okay. All right. Well, I was saving this for maternity leave. My latest read is The Coworker by Frieda McFadden. Here is what I liked about it. I like that you can dip in and out. Frieda McFadden's books are like a bag of chips. Like you just open it up. You don't have to work too hard to get into it. Before you know it, you're three quarters of the way through. You're like, well, I should probably finish. You know, I'm like all already here. This one was middle of the road for me. I want her to take a bit of a writing break. And I really think she's got another book coming out in October. Oh, wow. Which is crazy. But this was fine. This was entertaining and it did the trick. Obviously, I finished it. I was reading this at the hospital, so it got engaged enough for that. It's about two women who work in the same office. and They both have secrets. You have Dawn Schiff, and she is strange. At least that's what everyone thinks at VIX, the nutritional supplement company where Dawn works as an accountant. She never says the right thing. She has no friends. And she's very, very particular about what time she comes to work, about her food, and about her interests, specifically turtles. Turtles were mentioned no less than Mm. 300 times in this book. Oh, wow. (laughs) Literally, on most of Dawn's sections, if not all, we're talking turtles. So when Dawn doesn't show up for work one day, her coworker, who sits near her, Natalie, 
It's like, wait, this is not right because Dawn's always here exactly on time. And Natalie is in sales. She's beautiful, popular, top of the company. And then she gets an anonymous phone call out of Dawn's desk and it says, help me. And she's like, oh God, this is not good. So Natalie becomes a little bit obsessed with figuring out what happened to Dawn. Where is she? Is she being targeted? And she takes some steps to try and uncover these different things. And she eventually gets very, very involved. And we are left wondering, what's going on here? What happened to Dawn? What, is Natalie involved? Is she not? Who's involved? But it's clear something happened to Dawn. And I will leave it at that. I think if you read a lot of thrillers, you might be able to puzzle this one out. I mm-hmm. don't ever guess anything. I just don't try. I just let things unfold typically. And I was like, oh, I know what's happening here. This and this. <laughs> like, and I Now I kind of understand why folks like to do that with mystery and thriller. Because I was like, oh, it is a little satisfying. But I did guess kind of what's going on with this one. Um, it was entertaining. You know, I, I don't know that this will be something that's going to land on my top thriller or top recommendation list. I would give it maybe two and a half, three stars if I had to, which pains me. Will I be reading Freedom McFadden again? Of course. Will I still go to some of her backlist? Of course. This one was just not like my favorite top recommendation. And that's it. It was The Coworker by Frida McFadden. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, she certainly has a large backlist to choose from. She does. And as if she's going to care about my recommendation, my review, she's got, I mean, this just came out and there's probably 20,000 reviews on Goodreads. Like folks, she's, she's taken off, which, you know, good for her. I kind Mm -hmm. of love that. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So my latest read is a very short book called Half Light by Tiare Jones. Mm -hmm. This is an I know this is not going to, some people are not going to be happy about this, but I'm sorry, but I listened to it. It's an Audible original. I keep, I, that's the only way you can get this. It is narrated by Bonnie Turpin. So, hello. I mean, this was, this was what I'm calling a feel-good, bite-sized book snack. Because I love it. I know. I was like, it, this is another reason why I wanted to bring it. I want to encourage bite-sized book snacks. This was an hour and 20 minutes at a regular 1.0 speed. So it took me at my speed less than like maybe an hour-ish. So I listened to this on a long walk. This is about identical twins, Amelia and Camelia Hall, who were born with the same face. And that's about it. By the time the girls were through school, the matching set of names could no longer contain them. Now there's Cam, whose contrarian streak led her to a career in law and Leah, who followed more closely in her parents' footsteps with her dermatology practice and married with children lifestyle in Atlanta. So the sisters have a very deep and unshakable bond. Cam served as the maid of honor on Leah's wedding day and as her attorney 15 years later when Leah's life and the lives of her two teenage daughters are rocked by divorce. So two years after her separation with her husband. The dust is finally starting to settle, but Leah has realized that she made a mistake in her marriage. And that mistake was gifting her then husband a precious, irreplaceable family heirloom. It's probably worth a lot of money. And she decides that she wants it back. Enter her sister, who's a lawyer. Now, I'm going to leave it there. It sounds like, okay, that seems like a fairly straightforward, if not like nothing happens story. This was, like I said, it's a bite-sized snack. This is a full 
short story. From beginning to end, you get a whole story. And here's what I really loved about it. The whole time I was listening, I mean, it's Bonnie Turpin. So, you know, come on, it's going to be enjoyable. I was actively aware of the fact that I want more of these sisters. Like, I wonder if there could be a bigger book in the works. I didn't Google anything, but I would especially take an entire book featuring Cam. She was funny. This, I mean, this was just enjoyable start to finish. And I really want to just toss out this idea that sometimes it is perfectly fun and acceptable and enjoyable and like satisfying to start and finish a book or a short story and get an entire story in an hour. So that was Half Flight by, by T.R.E. Jones, available on Audible. I love that. I would, I, and I like how you coined that, right? The bite-sized book snack. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Just, it's, it was a, but not an empty calorie book snack. A really right. like, <laughs> like it has the right amount of, of fulfilling proteins, carbs, and, <laughs> and fats. Fat. Yeah. And also, if you have an Audible membership, this is free for you. Oh, nice. There you yeah. go. Perfect. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's an because it's an Audible original. You can just add it to your add it to your library. You don't have to use a credit. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into our October books on the radar. There was a lot that I think I could have picked from. I had a hard time staying away from. I'm in two modes. I'm in literary or horror. That's all I want. There's oh really? Okay. <laughs> there's nothing in between. Wait, did you say literary? Yeah. I said literary. Now, am wow. I going to pick them up and actually read them? I don't know. I'm going to try. <laughs> Is it going to stick? I don't know. But I'm going to try. Okay. <laughs> All right. them, I have two. So I'm kind of half and half. I think there are two that are more literary and two that are horror. So, you know, something for both sides of me, if you will. But I will start with my first book, which is horror. And I'm so excited. Okay. It's called Red River 7 by A.J. Ryan. The tagline, Seven Strangers, One Mission, Infinite Horror. And get this, a man awakes on a boat at sea with no memory of who or where he is. He's not alone. I know. He's not alone. There are six others, each with a unique set of skills. None of them can remember their names, and all of them possess a gun. I... There's been a lot of books in the last couple of years that have people who wake up on a boat with Mm -hmm. no idea who they are, but like, I don't mind. I'm really into that sort of trope. So then, these seven strangers... Get a message on the onboard computer. It says, proceeding to point A. And I go, God, where are we going? We're moving. And they agree to work together to survive whatever's coming. But as the boat moves through the mist-shrouded waters, divisions begin to form. Who is directing them and why? And why can't they remember anything? And what are those screams that they can hear beyond the mist? So I'm a little interested in this one. This The author is A.J. Ryan. He is also known as Anthony Ryan, who's uh, best-selling in the fantasy space. So I'm curious. This is a nerve-shredding thriller in which seven strangers must undertake a terrifying journey into the unknown. So I'm all about it. Let's wow. see what, what we got here. I'm very curious. I'll have to report back. It's Red River 7 by A.J. Ryan. That one comes out on October 10th. Okay, good. Yeah, great. I haven't heard of that one. I didn't come across that in my list either. Yeah, Wow. I know. It's so funny because I I did my list. Like I said, I have six just in case um, without looking at yours because I couldn't find it. <laughs> I was like, let me just pull <laughs> six. And then I cross-referenced. I didn't pick any of the four you brought. 
That's okay. Interesting. All right. Well, speaking of list, my first book is called The List by Yomi Adegoke. This book comes out October 3rd, and this is about Ola. And she is a celebrated journalist at a popular magazine, and she is set to marry the love of her life in one month's time. She is young, she's beautiful, she's successful, and she and her fiance, Michael, are considered the, quote, couple goals of their social network and seem to have it all. That is until one morning when they both wake up to the same message. And that message is, oh my God, have you seen the list? And the list began as a crowdsourced collection of names and somehow morphed into an anonymous account posting allegations on social media. Normally, Ola would usually be the first to support such a list. She would retweet it, call for the men to be fired, write articles after article, except this time, Michael's name is on the list. Okay, that's it. I'm going to leave it there. This is being billed as compulsively readable, wildly entertaining, and filled with sharp social insight. Its uh, publisher says it's perfect for fans of such a fun age and my dark Vanessa. Now, I watched a brief interview with the author. She is a journalist and she's writing for The Guardian and British Vogue. And she said that this book is about the dark side of social media. So I am really excited about this. It's The List by Yomi Adegoki. I heard of this one and I love a cancel book, like a book where someone's publicly shamed. It's like... And what I already want to know, though, I mean, what, like, her fiancé's list is on that. What is going to happen? How is, like, that would just blow up everything, right? Uh, You would think. You'll have to let us know if (laughs) if you end up reading it. Uh, All right. Next up for me is The House of Doors by Tan Tuan Ng. And this one comes out on October 17th. This one apparently was long listed for the Booker Prize and is an international bestseller. The year is 1921, and Leslie Hamlin and her husband Robert, Robert's a a lawyer and a war veteran, they're living in Cassowary House. I don't know where that is, but hey, it sounds like they're living nice. (laughs) And then their old friend, (laughs) Willie Somerset, comes, and he is a famed writer and an old friend of Robert's. He arrives for an extended visit with his secretary, Gerald, and the pair's arrival threatens a rift that could alter more lives than one. And so this friend that comes is one of the great novelists of his day. He has long hidden his homosexuality. His unhappy and expensive marriage of convenience became unbearable after he loses his savings and the freedom to travel with Gerald. His career is on the decline. His health is failing. So he arrives at his old friend's house to kind of try and get back on his feet. He's also desperately searching for the subject for his next book. and. Leslie, who is Robert's wife, is enduring a marriage more duplicitous than it seems as well. Uh, Magnum suspects an affair and learns of Leslie's past connection to the Chinese revolutionary Dr. Sun Yat-sen and decides to probe deeper. So this friend, this guest in their house, decides to investigate the woman that lives there for a subject of his next novel. That's kind of where this all goes They develop this friendship. Leslie continues to confide in him, and he finds a uh, tale that's far more surprising than he imagined. It involves war, scandal, and the trial of an English woman charged with murder. 
So anyway, it sounds like, too, this is based on real events. There's a lot going on. It traces the fault lines of race, gender, sexuality, power under empire, and dives deep into the complicated nature of love and friendship. I liked it. This book was The House of Doors by Tan Tuang Ng. comes out on October 17th. Okay. All right. Good. My next book is Opinions by Roxanne Gay. comes out October 10th. I absolutely had to bring a nonfiction. I have been really into nonfiction. So I was wondering if that abated any since I've been away, but no, you're still no, into your nonfiction. I'm, I'm still into non- <laughs> I am still into nonfiction. Now I'm actively trying not to bring nonfiction every single week, but I am still reading it. And so eventually I'll, I think most of them will make their way onto the show. So Opinions is Roxanne Gay's upcoming collection of essays And if you know Roxane Gay or you follow any of her writing, you know she writes on culture, politics, and everything in between. She is a New York Times opinion section contributor and the publication's, quote, work friend columnist. She has millions of readers. Also, as you know, she has the fiction book, the thriller that I love, that was my top book a couple years ago, An Untamed State. So she has a wide variety of writing. But in this book, her essays are going to tackle big issues confronting society. Mass shootings, women's rights, post-Dobbs, online disinformation, and the limits of empathy, to name a few. Those are going to be alongside more individually personalized matters, such as questions like, can I tell my coworker her perfume makes me sneeze? (laughs) Is it acceptable to schedule a daily 8 a.m. meeting? So Opinions is a collection of Roxane Gay's best nonfiction pieces from the past 10 years. Also, it will have an all-new introduction in which she is going to be reflecting on the past decade in America in her sharp, thought-provoking way of writing. Now, I am very excited about this because not only have I obviously liked her fiction writing, I am a um, paying subscriber of her Substack newsletter called The Audacity. So I regularly read what Roxane Gay has to say. And yes, she, she can be pretty opinionated, but I always want to hear what she has to say. So this one is Opinions by Roxanne Gay. It comes out October 10th. Sounds like it's an apt title for her book then. Opinions. It does. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Next is another one of my kind of more literary books. Y'all know this one, I'm sure, but I'm excited. It's Let Us Descend by Jessamyn Ward. This one comes out on October 24th. And this is a reimagining of American slavery as beautifully rendered as it is heart-wrenching. It's searching, harrowing, replete with transcendent love. It's a journey from the rice fields of the Carolinas to the slave markets of New Orleans into the fearsome heart of a Louisiana sugar plantation. And I added this because I've heard so many early good reviews. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. And I have a copy. I'm gonna, I, I really want to give this a shot. It is about Annis, who was sold south by the white enslaver who fathered her. I and mean, she is our guide through this hellscape. As she struggles through miles-long march, Annis turns inward, seeking comfort from memories of her mother and the stories of her African warrior grandmother. Throughout, she opens herself to a world beyond this world, one teeming with spirits of earth and water, of myth and history, spirits who nurture and give, and those who manipulate and take, while Ward leads readers through this descent 
this. Her fourth novel is ultimately a story of rebirth and reclamation. Hey, listen, if anyone's going to do it, it's Jessamine Ward. So I am curious. I've actually not ever finished a book by her. She's one of the authors that I want to read. I've just not been able to. I mean, not that I've tried super hard. I think I DNF one one time six years ago, but Mm -hmm. this will be my first entree into her writing. And I'm very curious. It's Let Us Descend by Jessamine Ward. Yeah, I'm, I hope this works for you because I really want to hear what you think. I haven't read her yet either. So, yeah. Oh, you haven't? Right. See? Mm-mm, no. Mm-hmm. Nope. She's yeah, still on my author to be Two peas in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. and me. Okay. Uh, I am bringing a, a different historical fiction today because I know some of our listeners are really looking for historical fiction that doesn't have to do with a war. So how about this one? It's called Shoot the Moon by Isa Arson. It comes out October 10th. And this story asks the question, how far would you travel for love? This is about intelligent but isolated recent physics graduate Annie Risk, and she feels an undeniable pull towards space. Her childhood memories are dimmed by loss, and she has left behind her home her family, and her first love in pursuit of intellectual fulfillment. One day, she finally lands a job as a NASA secretary during the Apollo 11 mission. And all of a sudden, she is doing the work that she has only dreamed of. And at the same time, she feels a budding attraction to one of the engineers. She knows she cannot get distracted, not now. When her inability to ignore mistaken calculations propels her into a new position, Annie finds herself torn between her ambition, her heart, and a mysterious discovery that upends everything she knows to be scientifically true. Can she overcome her doubts and reach beyond the limits of time and space? We have to read to find out. The publisher is billing this as immersive and kaleidoscopic, which I like that word. And it's going to tell the story of one singular life at multiple points in time. So I really love the sound of this one. It's Shoot the Moon by Isa Arson. All right. Good call out. Last for me is The Paleontologist. And this is a book by Luke Dumas. Comes out on October 31st, Halloween. And a haunted paleontologist returns to the museum where his sister was abducted years earlier and is faced with terrifying and a murderous spirit. And it's horror, in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> so Dr. Simon Neely is a curator of paleontology, and he never expected to return to his Pennsylvania hometown, let alone the Hawthorne Museum of Natural History. He was just a boy when his six-year-old sister Morgan was abducted from the museum under his watch. Why was he watching her? Where were the adults? But, you know. And the guilt has haunted him ever since. After a recent breakup and the death of an aunt who raised him, he feels drawn back to the place where Morgan vanished in search of the bones that they never found. But from the moment he arrives, things are not what he expected. The Hawthorne is a crumbling ruin, still closed amid the ongoing pandemic and plummeting toward financial catastrophe. Worse, Simon begins seeing and hearing things he can't explain like strange animal sounds, bloody footprints that no living creature could have left, a prehistoric killer looming in the shadows of the museum. And he's terrified that he's losing his grasp on reality. So he turns to the handwritten research diaries of his predecessor and uncovers a blood-soaked mystery 150 million years in the making. 
That could be the answer to everything. So we'll have to see. I know his uh, debut was people enjoyed that book. So I'm curious about this one. I, I don't know. I like the paleontologist angle. Oddly, I was like, oh, so a, a thriller in a museum. Like, let me see what we got here. Because I feel like museums are inherently a little bit spooky. So this has potential. Mm-hmm. This book was The Paleontologist by Luke Dumas. Okay. Yeah. I like a unique angle on something. I don't want just like a, a mansion, a spooky right. house. I mean, I do, but like also I want other things. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, my last book is Distant Sons by Tim Johnston. It comes out October 17th. This will fulfill my mystery thriller requirement for the fall. This book asks the question, what if? What if Sean Cortland's old Chevy truck had broken down somewhere else? What if he'd never met Denise Givens, a waitress at a local tavern, and gotten into a bar fight defending her honor? What if he'd never offered a ride to Dan Young, another young man like Sean, who is burdened by secrets and just drifting through the small Wisconsin town? I love a what-if story. I love this initial setup. So what ends up happening, it sounds like, is all of those things happen. And Sean ends up enlisting Dan's help with a construction job in the basement of a local elderly reclusive in town. And gradually the two men come to realize that they've washed up in a place haunted by the disappearance of three young boys decades earlier. So as Sean and Dan's friendship deepens, and as Sean gets closer to Denise and her father, they come to the attention of a savvy local detective. And she has her own reasons for digging into Dan's past and for being unable to resist the pull of the town's unsolved mystery. And with each chance connection, an irreversible chain of events is set in motion that culminates in shattering violence and the revelation of long-buried truths. Oh, I love an unsolved mystery. I love random connections that really aren't random. The publisher says this is a gripping and immersive crime novel that's a masterful read about how the most random intersection of lives can have consequences, both devastating and beautiful. So that was Distant Sons by Tim Johnston. Comes out October 17th. That's a good one. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, let's wrap things up with our current read. I love my current read. I couldn't love it more. It's so good. It's Bright Young Women by Jessica Knoll. I just want to sit around and read it. It's awesome. I only have a physical copy, though, and an audio. But you know me, I need all three, which is (laughs) such a freaking... So silly. But that's why it's taking me a tiny bit longer than normal. It is so good. So what it's about, it takes place initially in a sorority house, um, and it's loosely based on Ted Bundy. If you know anything about him, obviously he was a very, very famous serial killer. But what she's doing is not giving this person any credence. They're not... It's not about the serial killer. It's not about his fame. It's about the women that he takes terrorized. She's doing such a good job. It's literary suspense, not like a straight up thriller. It's definitely really beautifully written. I've got my highlighter in hand and I am absolutely loving it. I can't wait to see where things go, but I'm very, very impressed. So that is Bright Young Women by Jessica Knoll. Okay, good. You won't be surprised to hear that my current read is nonfiction. It is one of my September books on the radar. It is The Book of More Delights by Ross Gay. I 
eagerly awaiting, I was eagerly awaiting for this to come out. It came out September 19th. This is his new collection of essays, delights, and observations. I started this on my Kindle, and then I immediately, on Tuesday, September 19th, when it was released, I immediately used an Audible credit because I have to have his books on audio as well. He narrates. So I am early, early pages, but of course I'm going to like it. So it is The Book of More Delights by Ross Gay. I think we're going to have to put a moratorium on Ross Gay. Him, he and Joe Goldberg, are no long, they're no longer allowed to be. <laughs> no, well, I'm teasing. I will well, have officially caught up on on his yeah. on Roske's most recent. I was going to say you, you're not going to have a choice soon because you'll have read everything. Mm-hmm. But that's it for today. Thank you so much for spending a part of your day with us. Links to all the books mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help us out by following wherever you listen and by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get our show out to new listeners and grows our audience. And don't forget, if you'd like access to exclusive bonus content and community, you can join us for $5 a month on patreon.com slash booktalk, etc. If you'd like to connect with us, email us at booktalketc at gmail.com. You can also find us at booktalketc on Instagram, Tina at TBR, etc., and me, Renee, at It's Book Talk. Talk to you next week. In the meantime, remember, everything's better with books. I didn't even feel like interrupting you. I was like, this sounds fine to me. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it's wrong, but it's fine. Let's do it.